everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. You would think I was a noob because I totally forgot to attach my mic and get ready to go this morning, and all of a sudden it was time to go live. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you're off air for a week. Everything, like, goes away. Uh, but it's good to be back here on air this morning, a less emotional and uh, more centered human being at the moment. So today we have a lot to talk about including the imminent new moon and Mercury retrograde. So I'm excited to be able to share all of that information with you today. But there's also a whole lot of other things going on that we can chat about. So today we're going to go through quite a bit of stuff. Good morning to those of you who are checking in with me. Tom, thank you for waiting. <laughs> it was kind of funny because this headset that I'm wearing nowadays has a detachable microphone. So when I was traveling back and forth from uh, my son's house after the baby was born, I had taken the mic off so it wouldn't get wrecked, put it in the little handy dandy, you know, travel bag that comes with it. But I forgot to reattach it this morning. So all of a sudden it says showtime and I'm like, oh my God, where's my mic? <laughs> so it took me an extra couple of minutes to come in, but here I am. Good morning, Pam Zaruba and Christine Buckingham. Amy D, it is good to see all of you with me this morning and anybody else back there that I don't see. So today we're going to be talking about several things, including the new moon in Sagittarius, which occurs uh, tomorrow. And as well, we'll talk about Mercury retrograde. And we're going to talk about things like transits that are happening and a very important week in our human design that is inclusive of where the new moon will be. The sun and moon conjunction will occur at the same gate that this week is all about, which is called the gate of integrity. And then we'll also, if we have time, get to talk a little bit about the sun square Neptune transit happening at the very end of the week. And no worries if we don't get that far today on Friday's broadcast, I will talk about that because it doesn't occur until Saturday, at least Saturday in my time zone. Uh, so good morning to Joan Durchie and Nancy Ross and Jana. It's good to see you, Jana. And Amanda J. good morning to you as well. It is always nice to see new faces, Nancy. Um, thank you for joining us. Good morning. I'm unable to sign up for the astrology class on the 28th. Joan, maybe you could give me some clues as to what's going on when you try to do that. Uh, and by the way, because my life has been so chaotic over the last couple of weeks, I mean, more than I've even shared with anybody. Um, I decided that it was in my best interest and in your best interest if I changed the astrology of 20 or astro design 2024 to December 28th, giving me a couple extra weeks to get the advertising out, which I hadn't even done before the baby was born. And, uh, Okay, so I've got a couple of people. I've got like 15 people that just signed up. So I know the link works for some people. Um, but let me see if I can send you guys, you girls, the, the link separately. Maybe it will work that way. I'm not sure. Um, the link takes you directly to the calendar that I use so that you can uh, sign up for it, put in your birth information if you want the report that comes free with the class. And as well, um, the ability to pay for it right there. So uh, what happens when the when you click on the link? Does it say link is broken? Tell me a little bit more if you can. And Nargess, good morning to you. Terry, hello, honey. It's good to see you. And uh, 
So it messes up at PayPal for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, I will see for Pam and for Joan, I will see if I can send that to you separately and get you squared away. And if anybody else has that problem, let me know. Um, tricky clicking on Calendly, Tom says, you do have to click next. You have to actually click on the time, uh, 12 noon, but she's saying PayPal. So she did get that far. Um, so Joan, when you get to the calendar, open up the calendar. Maybe I'll just take everybody to it and we'll, I'll show you how it works. So just one minute and I'll share my screen with you. And let me pull it up first. Okay, so now let me go back here to StreamYard and share. Boom. Oh my, Calendly, there we go. Now you guys hopefully are seeing my screen. So when you click on um, Calendly, you're going to see this, right? It's gonna show you the 28th and you just need to click on the 28th and it'll open up the time. And the time, if you click on that, will say next. And when you go to next, you can enter in your details. So your name, your email address, those two things are very important. And then down here in this box, sharing your birth information if you want the uh, 2024 astrology report. And then when you click on pay with PayPal, it's not going to let me do it since the PayPal belongs to me. Um, there you see it's you're logging into the account of the owner so it's not going to let me do it but when you guys click on paypal it should take you directly to uh, paypal where you can check out with either paypal or with your credit card it depends on how you want to do that and uh, after that you click uh, uh, end and you should be out of that and scheduled so let me see if i share my or stop sharing my screen um do we have a change? Do we have to change the calendar? No, I already I signed you up for that date, Christine. There were uh, four or five of you that had already signed up. So I just moved you over. So you don't need to do anything at all. And anyway, other problems, just talk to me personally. You can just email me at my regular email address if you have that or Janet at living hyphen astrology.com. And I can help you personally get through that. So I apologize for any trickiness. Wasn't my, yeah, Nancy says it was giving me an error, but I was able to sign up yesterday. So I, I'll have to check that out. I don't know what's going on there. It seemed so seamless when I did it uh, and when I had people test it. So, but it might be different browsers or things like that that can cause problems. So anyway, we can deal with that personally. Uh, okay, let's head into the astrology today. The moon is in Sagittarius, one of my favorite signs uh, and placements for the moon, even though it fills me sometimes with this need to uh, wander or to do things to uh, <laughs> be free. Uh, but because that is an influence of the moon in Sagittarius, uh, it is it is a sign where our collective mood 
is impacted. So collective meaning all of us around the world uh, being impacted by this heightened sense of wanderlust. I love that word, wanderlust. And that is one of the things that I think I've been feeling myself. And we also have a desire for more adventure and intellectual exploration, which can also mean in exploration in terms of looking for new uh, ideas, looking for inspiration in different places, things, places that we don't normally go or where we don't normally seek um, the inspiration. So it is a time for us to be more optimistic. This is a sign that is ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter is a planet that brings us to optimism, to growth and expansion, to seeing the bigger picture like even the bigger, wider world of out there. So the influence of the moon in Sagittarius offers us up a possibility of seeing the positive and the optimistic in our outlook or in our world. And it encourages us then to embrace opportunities for growth, for personal development. And it can also, because it's Jupiter, be, uh, that rules this sign, it can also offer us up an, uh, or inspire within us a sense of, of generosity and a willingness to connect with people in a more frequent manner or connect with people from different backgrounds um, and kind of fosters a spirit of inclusivity when the moon is moving through Sagittarius. But we also have to be mindful of some challenges. We always do because nothing is just this, you know, positive expression. We have this full uh, wave form, if you will, of potential that this sign can express. And one of the, the challenges of this time is that the moon here can be very restless feeling and, and can be associated with our uh, going further than what we should, doing more than we should or that we can, committing ourselves to more to bigger and better. And that leaves us open, of course, for the potential to not be able to do, uh, to keep our commitments or to do what we said that we could do. So that is one of the things that we have to watch out for. And it isn't just the moon that's in Sagittarius. Of course, we have the sun there, we have Sag uh, Mars in Sagittarius. So there are other planets in the sign right now reminding us that we have to take a sort of measured and proportional path to everything that we do, which is why one of the, that was one of the things that was on my mind when I changed the date, is that how can I possibly get everything done and ready by the 14th? There's just no way. There is just no way with the, with the weight of the things that have been going on in my life the last few weeks. So the, thus the change. And we can't be afraid to make those changes either right? Sometimes we have a tendency to bite off more than we can chew, especially when there are planets in Sagittarius, a lot of the fire signs actually. So even Aries and Leo, there are potentials for us to take on more, right? To commit to more. So just be mindful of, uh, of that. And also there is this tendency to restlessness and boredom, <coughs> excuse me, a sort of impulsiveness that is associated with Sagittarius in the more negative side. And also sometimes a lack of paying attention to details uh, because it sees the big picture. 
We have to almost force ourselves to pay attention to the details. The devil's in the details when you are focused on the big picture. So we have to be able to pay attention to both. And of course, balancing our adventurous spirit with our more practical side, right? We have to be able to do that. And with any fire sign, we have this potential for impulsivity. And that means then we need to watch out for the potential. We have to consider, think about the potential consequences for any actions that we take, right? So be watchful of that for yourself. And also remember that Sagittarius is a sign of honest, open communication, which means that there are times when the moon in Sagittarius can create a situation where we're more blunt than usual, more uh, to the point in our conversations with people. And it means that we can sometimes be harmful in the words that we say, um, using so weapons or uh, words as weapons or swords, as opposed to creating a path to peace or being able to express ourselves, but without uh, the tendency to hurt other people. <clears throat> so watch for that. It doesn't mean that everything that we say has to be, you know, flowery and uh, couched in words designed not to hurt someone. But it does mean that we might want to preface things that we have to say if we have to find if we find ourselves in a in a, an open conversation with someone or a heart-to-heart -heart with someone, we might need to say, look, I, my intention isn't to hurt your feelings, and this is what I have to say, and I'd love to hear what you have to say to that. So, right, we got to be a little bit more circumspect in how we use our words. Now, it is a great time for us to engage both in mental and physical expansion. Anything that is going to make your mind, you know, engage in a wider opportunity of knowledge and anything that happens in the physical body that we can do that helps us with the physical expansion, like traveling or learning a new skill or engaging in other activities that are designed to broaden your perspective. So overall, the moon in Sagittarius is about embracing opportunities for growth, maintaining an open mind, uh, and finding that balance between freedom and responsibility, right? So that sets our stage then for the um, upcoming new moon. But before we get to the new moon, we have an interesting transit happening right now, today, and that is Mercury in Capricorn. And here's where we get help with the practical, right? We have a preponderance of planets sitting in Sagittarius, the freedom, the adventure, the exploring, the optimism, the growing, the expansiveness of it all. And we have Mercury in Capricorn, ready to retrograde, but not yet retrograde keeping the practical aspects of our mind alive. But today we have Mercury in Capricorn in a sextile to Venus in Scorpio. So Venus last week moved into Scorpio, you might remember. So now these two planets come together in a relationship that's a rather positive one. 
they work well together in a sextile. And this transit then favors communication and cooperation, especially in matters that are around love or money or creativity. And this is one where it brings that Mercury and Capricorn brings this practical uh, and realistic approach to expressing our thoughts and our ideas. While Venus in Scorpio uh, adds the depth and the intensity to our feelings and our desires. And even though there's depth and intensity from Venus and Scorpio, with these two planets in a, in a positive relationship, we don't get the negative possessiveness or the jealousy or the vengefulness of Venus's potential in Scorpio. Now, we may find ourselves more attracted to people that are uh, sharing our goals and our dreams and our values, like they might just like pop into our, our, our world because we just happen to be open-minded enough with the moon and Sagittarius to find that there are people out there that are, that we are in resonance with. Um, and there might be also a, a potential for people that you come in contact with to be very helpful in getting you to your goals and your dreams and your ambitions. And that may come about because of a conversation that you share that just happens to open up uh, the possibility of what it is that you are doing or working with. It is a good time for us if you have to, uh, if you have agreements or contracts or things like that before Mercury goes retrograde, it's a good time to negotiate, uh, to compromise and to collaborate on projects that benefit both people, both parties or all parties that are involved. Um, but we can also use this transit to express our appreciation and our affection for the people in our lives, uh, for someone you care about deeply, and also to use this energy to go deeper into uh, the uh, merging even of your uh, merging of the minds, merging of the hearts, and deepening the bonds that you have with the people that you love. Now, that's a short time transit um, tomorrow. Uh, Mercury is turning retrograde, at least in my time zone. For those of you further east uh, in Europe, it'll be on the 13th because it happens late in the day. Uh, and that may change up some of the expression of Mercury in the sextile to Venus because the, the, the transit will still be activated. <clears throat> but what you might find yourself doing is getting drawn into issues from the past right, where there's been uh, not love, there can be the possibility of bringing more love, where there has been anger or upset, there may be the possibility of bringing peace, because Mercury in retrograde is going to start to take us backwards uh, into the places we've already been, right, so be prepared for that. Uh, okay, questions, let's see how everybody's doing here. Uh, do I have the link for the 28th? I do, because I actually can do this right now. I can put that link here. Uh, there you go, Jana. It's in the chat. And maybe I'll just show that up on the screen for a moment. Let's see, Jana, are you on Facebook? So let's put the Facebook one up. There you go. And just click on that and it will take you to the place. Um, and Pauline, good morning to you. Asa, good morning to you. Mercury 
or does that mean Mars? Mars and Sag at times too, not always in Capricorn retro. I think what you mean, Pauline, is that yes, Mercury is going to be retrograding in Capricorn, but over the course of the next week or two, he will move backwards into Sagittarius. So he goes backward to 22 degrees of Sag. So that retrograde takes up not only the very short time that he's been in Capricorn, um, so any issues around Capricorn, but also takes us back into Sagittarius energy. So we are working with both the practical application of Mercury things in uh, Capricorn and then the growing and the expanding nature of Mercury in Sagittarius. We'll be working with both. <clears throat> and you know what, let's just go ahead and talk a little bit more about that, um, that particular retrograde, because it's, you know, all year long we had, um, we we were having Mercury retrograde in Earth signs. So he would spend the whole time in Earth. And then we have years where uh, he then transits from, you know, one element to the other. And then he'll fully transition into another element and spend the time in that element and back and forth. So this year, uh, this coming year, he'll be going back and forth between different elements. And that started with this particular, we'll start with this uh, retrograde. So, you know, in astrology, when a planet is in retrograde, it appears to move backwards, although it's not, right? It doesn't start moving backwards. It's just a we're a faster body and we, or we're a slower body and we move faster beyond that planet. There's the whole bunch of mechanical reasons why this happens. It's a phenomenon, right? It's not really something that's happening. And when we have a retrograde planet, the, uh, the uh, area of rulership for that planet tends to move kind of in a wacky direction. It wanders a bit. It moves inward as opposed to being able to outwardly express. And it can affect us with Mercury in retrograde in our communication, in our technology, in our ability to make decisions. And it is one of the things that we watch out for. It doesn't mean that the whole world stops and we don't do anything. It just means that we're very much more watchful and careful of what we do when a planet is retrograde. But we are so very familiar with Mercury retrograde because between three and four times a year, that little planet of communication turns retrograde. So Mercury associated with communication and travel and technology and all of that is has been for the last several years in retrograde during Christmas. <laughs> and we see all kinds of different snarls and uh accidents and weather phenomenon that, you know, takes its toll on traffic. And perhaps it's about, you know, the number of people out there on the roads or the number of people in an airport or a train station that are traveling that creates the chaos. Uh, but when it's in retrograde, we got to be more watchful, watch, you know, be, be prepared in case your luggage goes to Kansas and you were going to California, right? Um, so here's some general themes that we can associate with Mercury going retrograde in Capricorn. And then next week, we'll talk more about Mercury's retrograde in Sagittarius because he won't be back there for a while. So the communication challenges, that's number one on our minds, miscommunication, um, misunderstandings where, you know, we intend to say something and it comes out a different way. 
or people interpret it differently. Like we think we said it just fine. And the other person's like, huh? Or gets insulted by what we say. And we might have difficulties in expressing our thoughts clearly. Note, if your own Mercury is retrograde, this is an opposite time for you. If in your natal chart you have Mercury in retrograde, the retrograde times smooth things out for you. And you operate in a more, uh, an easier way, let's say, than others uh, who do not have Mercury retrograde by birth. So it is totally advisable that for the time that Mercury is in retrograde, that you are very clear in what you want to say. Be cautious in what you write, in what you say to people, because it can be easily misinterpreted. Now, because of Capricorn, our career and our ambition, our drive can also be impacted. Um, the long-term goals that we have, ha that we maybe that we have had or that we are thinking about enacting may come up for us. And it could be a time to revisit, reevaluate, reimagine. There's a lot of re-re-words, reassess our professional goals, our dreams, our, our ambitions. In fact, this is actually quite a lovely time for all of us, I think, to, especially because this is happening at the cusp of a new year, it's a great time for all of us to get some clarity around what it is that we really want. Don't take action yet. You don't have to take action. And it's not advisable to take action in a new way right now anyways. But because Capricorn is such a good sign for setting goals, for kind of creating a, um, a path to what your goal is, that, you know, maybe it gives us this extended period of time, well into January, actually, if you count the uh, retro shade time of this uh, transit to really get clarity on our goals, uh, especially because with Mercury transiting backwards into Sagittarius, we'll also have this new kind of way of thinking about what it is we allow for ourselves, right? Being more optimistic, maybe about who we are, or what we could do, right? I think it's just a great time for us to, to, do that re-evaluation work on our career and what our ambitions or goals or dreams are. So decision-making has to be delayed during this period of time, unless there's something you absolutely have already been working on. Uh, but decisions, especially related to responsibilities or to career directions, might be delayed or might require further re-evaluation before you can actually make the decision. So what do we have to call in? What's the antidote here? It is patience, being patient and thorough in our decision-making process, making sure you've looked at all of the sides of something before you say yes or before you jump in feet first. Um, technology hiccups, right? I, it's already started, right? Me, I couldn't find my mic this morning. Uh, I had a a power outage tr last week trying to get off, uh, uh, not a power outage, an internet outage trying to do something else. Expect it. Expect the unexpected when it comes to your technology. So the best thing that we can do is make sure we have our systems backed up. Make sure that if we're about to send an email that we are very clear in what we say before we hit send. Uh, all of those things that, you know, that prevail 
the 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 no nonsenseness, right? Being practical about everything that we do. A practical person rereads the email before they hit send, right? Make sure, making sure that you've said what you really meant to say. Um, so back up your data and be prepared for delays, potential disruptions. Right? We can't count on the weather these days, it seems like. So be aware. And Capricorn is associated with our long-term goals. Saturn is the ruler here. So we are linking Mercury communication and focus ability to Saturn's perseverance and tenacity and determination. So it's a time to reevaluate your goals. What did you want to do? Is it practical anymore? Is it aligned with what you love? Is it aligned with your passion? If it isn't, boom, it goes out the window. It's not, or put it on the back burner until some other time. So it's important that you make adjustments to your plans that you be willing to don't get caught up in this rigidness that is always a possibility when we deal with Saturn driven signs. We don't want to be rigid, but we also don't want to be too fluid right? We want to be very calculating. That's an interesting word, right? So sometimes calculating is a more negative word. But here I would think calculating, is this right for me? Is this what I really want? Is this my truth? This week, the word might be, is this in, in integrity? Is this true to me? Is this authentic to me? Okay. So, while some people may experience challenges during this period of time, uh, especially, you know, Mercury retrograde always brings it home personal to us, right? It can also be a time for us to, to really take a moment, take a bead, if you will, on what it is that we truly desire, and then to um, listen to that inner voice, to be patient in all things, including the things that you want to say right? Watch your words and take actions that are only available that you are flowing toward in a, in a positive way, let's say, or in, in a way that you've already begun, right? You don't want to start a whole new something. In fact, this whole time period, this end of this year is really kind of softer in, uh, in general about taking action. While you, we have Mars that's driving through Sagittarius right now, wanting us to, you know, take a lot of action. The action that we need to take is, is much more focused on what is truly authentic for each one of us. Okay. So if it's not authentic, yeah, don't take action, right? Uh, if it is authentic, then you can take action. All right. So, um, Okay, good, Pam. So the link worked for Pam. I love it. Tina, good morning to you from Marysville. Terry Lee Strauss, good to see you this morning. She says, yep, no foot in mouth. Stop. <laughs> Think, observe before I open my mouth. Um, that's a good one, right? And Joan was able to do it. Okay, great. Maybe there was just something weird in the link in the newsletter. Uh, so there we go. That is our Mercury in retrograde. Now let's take a look at the new moon in Sagittarius, shall we? Now, actually, the new moon comes first. And then the Mercury uh, retrograde happens after that within about eight hours or so of the new moon. So our new moon gives us access to new beginnings, right? 
but we have to be very careful in those new beginnings because Mercury turning retrograde. So you might have this great idea about starting a new business. I'm just going to use that as a um, as an as an example, a new business that you really want to take action on. You want to start it, uh, but you also know that Mercury is moving retrograde. So what's apparent for you at this point in time? Planning, dreaming, evaluating what you really want to do, and uh, maybe writing out the plan or an outline of the action steps that you want to take. But we don't leap in to that, even though we have this fabulous new moon. Okay, so you want to be circumspect about what you do in response to the pressures of the new moon, which are often like, let's get started, right? Especially a new moon in Sagittarius. Okay, so being careful, being more calculating in how it is that you're going to move forward with whatever it is that you have as a new moon intention. I hope that makes sense to everybody. I don't want you to shut it down. I don't want you to say, yeah, yeah, great idea. Let's wait till January 1st when Mercury's not retrograde anymore, because that's not fair, right? If you're being inspired, you want to take action. You just don't want to take the overt actions. You want to do the things that you could do behind the scenes right? The, the support stuff, right? The getting supportive stuff. So there you go. So the new moon in Sagittarius, as we talked about when Tam and I were together, is a highly energized new moon. We have uh, the uh, square to um, Neptune during this period of time. We have a quintile to Saturn. Quintiles are more positive. We have a trine to Chiron. We have a conjunction a little far away, but we have a conjunction to Mars. But the biggest, closest aspect in this new moon is a quincunx or in conjunct to the new from the new moon uh, to Uranus, Uranus, the planet of surprises and the unexpectedness that happens in our lives, right? So it's a challenging new moon, uh, but there's also these other like dynamic aspects going on within the new moon that are quieter uh, because they're maybe the, the orbs, the degree of separation between them and the new moon is a little further away. So it's not as, you know, in your face. Mars is at 13 degrees of Sagittarius, the new moon at 20 degrees. So there's a seven degree um, space between them. So Mars, you know, if it was a whole lot closer, could be very hard on us in terms of taking action. It would be very uh, much a time of maybe confrontation and conflict, of impulsivity. And because he's a little further away, it's an easier thing for us to deal with, right? Just our opening our minds to, okay, wait a minute, Mercury's in retrograde. This is the end of the year. Maybe I should take steps in a more uh, deliberate manner or in a slower fashion uh, so that Mars there gives us the juice, the dynamism, but not the I've got to go and do it all right now kind of thing. The quintile to Saturn is interesting because a quintile, by the way, so if you take the 360 degrees around the, the wheel, 
the, the zodiac wheel and you divide it by five, you get 72 degrees. And those 72 degrees mark a quintile. Okay, so a quintile, dividing the chart by five. And a quintile technically shows us where there is a particular skill, uh, a talent that kind of just lies there waiting for us to express. So with the new moon, the quintile to Saturn may mean that we have hidden resources like patience, like deliberateness that we can call to the forefront so that we can sort of, you know, keep our actions to um, a, a more planned execution as opposed to just jumping in, leaping at everything, you know, tossing out the old, bringing in the new. We want to be more deliberate. So there's this hidden quintile to Saturn that can absolutely help us with that. Then there's the square to Neptune. Again, Neptune is sitting at 24 degrees, the sun and moon at 20, so closer together. But I feel like this one really is operating in a way to show us where we have been out of integrity with ourselves as a divine being. So it might be very easy for us to see where we have been selling ourselves short, where we have not embraced the wholeness of who we are where we can bring in more unconditional love, where we can bring in more uh, higher spiritual authority. But it can also expose to us where it is we've had blinders on, right? Where have we not seen clearly? Where have we been hiding from ourselves? Or where have other things been hidden from us? What are our delusions, our disillusionments? those type of things, they can all be a part of this new moon experience. There's also a trine to Chiron. Now, trines typically are an ease and flow, right? They work really well together. So, you know, Chiron in Aries works really well with the sun, moon in Sagittarius, both fire, but there might be a little bit of a wound around your ability in the past or even in the now to express your passion, to live from that passion to do the work that you love, to be the person that you would love to be. So the trine here may be helping a little bit for us to be aligned with our passions, right? Now, the younger you are, the more pain there may be around this. Let's say if you're younger than 50 and you have not yet had your first, your Chiron return, not your first one, but your Chiron return, um, it may be more difficult for you because there's a lot of pain or wounds in the way around your identity or about who you really are or about what you could really do. For those of us who are over 50, we've already been through all of the wounding and it is us that can probably help the people that are younger that are going through the wounding. So those of us who've gained the wisdom chops are more essential in helping others but also helping ourselves to bring our own dreams and our own passions to play during this period of time. And then there is the in conjunct to the in conjunct, also known as a, a quincunx to or between the new moon and Uranus. So let's talk about that. Now that represents a clash between the exploration, adventure, uh, let's start new stuff in Sagittarius, the new moon placement, and the demand for stability 
that can create restlessness and impatience from Uranus in Taurus. Now, we may find ourselves torn between the urge to break free from what it is that's been holding us back and the necessity of maintaining our security or our firm foundation. And this tension can manifest, right? Tension is an energy and it can manifest in the physical uh, and it can manifest with this kind of transit in unexpected changes, uh, in surprises, in interruptions to your carefully laid plans. It happens and likely going to be something that happens here. The net effect is it slows us down somewhat. It slows us down so that we can get back to what is really true for us. Now, this is also a time when we may yearn. I, I, I feel that yearning even within me for something exciting, but also that is kind of peppered with fear of the unknown. And it makes it uh, that this huge potential for indecision in our lives. We don't know right? We're torn between doing the exciting and the fun and the pleasurable and the new and staying where we are and keeping our foundation safe, be playing it safe, right? We're torn between the two. And uh, this is also a time when we have increased access to imagination and to creativity. We have a higher awareness of the bigger picture, Sagittarius, bigger picture. So, we have to be willing to adjust. That is a net effect of a, a, uh, an inconjunct or a quincunx. It is the aspect of adjustment, and it implies that we have to find a balance, a, a kind of a fine balance, one that isn't like hugely just static, but one that we may have to uh, move and shake with. It calls for us to really integrate our intuition right? Our knowing, our inner knowing, and to be flexible, but doing that while ex uh, honoring our existing commitments and our obligations, right? We can't just like throw everything out while we decide we're, you know, heading to greener pastures. So we may be required as well during this new moon, and that takes it from new moon to next new moon. So a 30 day, 28 and a half day period of time, where we may have to adapt to unforeseen circumstances, to surprises. Um, we might have to be open to solving problems in an unconventional, that's a Uranus word, in an unconventional way, um, thinking outside of the box, as it were. Uh, but this is also a time for breakthroughs, right? If you've been stuck, then the inconjunct can bring a breakthrough but that breakthrough may cause you to have to adapt, to be flexible. And if you're someone that's been very stuck or very sure of where you thought you were and of sure of what you think you should do, then this may be more difficult for you, right? Because the energy will be about being flexible, not being staunch. Okay. Uh, so to be successful during this new moon, it's going to be essential for us to embrace a spirit of adaptability and to remain open to innovative approaches, innovative solutions to our biggest problems. We're going to see this both collectively and individually, 
right? Even though, because the sun and the moon are personal planets, they affect us individually, but Uranus is a collective planet. So we're going to see where it is that we are stuck in our ruts, but where it is that we can apply, you know, new and original or unique uh, thinking and break the old patterns. Um, we are also going to have to find creative ways to solve the dilemma that we might feel between that need for freedom and adventure, but also stability and security. Uh, ultimately, this is going to bring us some personal growth and development, but we have to face those places where we have been too rigid, uh, where we've been stuck in an old pattern, right? Time to break free from some of that and foster your own personal growth and expansion. No one's going to do it for you, right? You have to be able to do this for yourself. All right. So, the gift in this is our ability to be flexible and adaptable can open up new pathways that we only dreamed about, that we only hoped were there and possible for us. So bring it on, right? Bring it on. Uh, okay, questions. How's everybody doing out there? Um, Tina says, I was offered a job after six months of seeking and I'm not feeling it really resonating with this. Do I love it? Does it align with my goals? Indeed, right? So the fear might be, Tina, that I've been six months looking for work. And oh my gosh, my, you know, unemployment's going to run out or uh, my savings is getting depleted. So I need to make a decision and jump on this bandwagon of get a job now, right? And, you know, there's no there's no doubt that that is important, right? That is our basis for being able to live in this world, making money. But if you just settle for something that isn't right for you during this period of time, you end up only partially committed to that new work or to that new job or to those people that are depending on you to do whatever it is that you were meant to do. So you have to really be patient. You have to really feel that you have to have enough self-love. That is bottom line, enough self-love to say to yourself, this is not what I want. And yay, though, I need a job. I am not willing to settle for this. I want to wait and see what else is out there that is more aligned with my heart. And because it's a new moon, set a powerful intention that the right job with the right circumstances that makes you feel good, that really encapsulates your um, your talents and your gifts and what you love to do will come your way. Okay. Uh, hi, Jacqueline. Um, love and blessings to you as well. Marie Hoffman, good morning. Uh, I had a reading from you and you said my new career would start to take off in December and I just passed my real estate exam. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Congratulations to you, Marie, and go for it, right? Go for it. All of that began before the Mercury was in retrograde. Now just expect maybe some little hiccups along the way. We can't help that. Uh, Natasha, I just saw two white geese flying northeast. What a gifted message for today. Yes, um, I, I've noticed um, a lot of the geese white. Uh, we have, what are they called? Snow geese, Natasha, and trumpeter swans here lately. They come here to roost in the winter. So oh, they're just spectacular when you see them. Uh, okay, good, 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 good. Now, 
there's more to the new moon than just it being in Sagittarius in an in conjunct to Uranus and blah, blah, blah. There's also the factors about human design. And where is this energy from human design? So what I love about human design is it gives us the meat to really bite into and, and to really, you know, grasp onto a concept or an idea uh, using the words around the gate that the sun and the moon will be in. And the sun and the moon will be in the gate 26. Now, the 26 sits on the uh, will center or heart center, the little triangle that is between the identity center and the emotional center. And if you have it defined, it's colored in. If you have it open, it's white. And that center is a motor. And that means it has energy associated with it that pulses on and pulses off. It's, a, it's an energy where we can really get into pushing and of course, that's not what we want to do. We want to just go with this flow. And what the flow is that is established in the gate 26 is the flow of integrity. And it's associated with integrity as it emphasizes the importance of our being true to ourselves, keeping our word, doing what's correct for us. And this gate also holds the potential for leadership, right? And not necessarily leadership that, you know, is what we think of as I'm the boss and you're all my, uh, you know, employees or something like that, but true leadership, right? Maybe um, the leadership that is by role model or by example. So it's a really interesting gate and it represents a time when all of us may feel a deep sense or a deep need to be responsible to maintain our integrity, to being true to ourselves. Like Tina, maybe in another year at another time, you would have said, okay, there's this job. I'm not happy with it, but I'll take it, right? Not so right now, not so in this week, right? Every one of us is sort of, you know, even if we don't have that gate defined in our chart natally, you suddenly have this gate defined. And that means that we're all more focused on what is right for us, what is our um, ethics. Um, I want to say morals, I, I that word just sticks in my craw, but uh, moral principles, that is the code through which you live by, what is right for you, not dictated necessarily to you from outside of you, but the code that you hold within you, your what's right for you. So there's a big focus with this new moon energy about standing firm in your own beliefs and your own living according to your own values, even in the face of challenges. The challenges often come from outside of us that trigger some kind of challenge inside of us that then has us questioning our integrity. Or has us questioning, should I do that even though it violates my integrity? The answer is no. Don't violate your integrity. Do the things that are right for you. And that's not um, selfish. That is not, I mean, it, certainly someone could take it to the nth degree and make it all about them and it could become narcissistic and all of that. But for most of us, what it's going to be is that when I'm aligned and doing things that are right for me, then everybody around me is also in that energy of doing what's right for them. It's something that we have to come to, each one of us, 
And people may be drawn, all of us may be more drawn to being um, and acting more honestly and to being wanting to be at least more authentic in every aspect of our lives. And I would encourage you to do that. The, the other concepts that come up this week is about truth or lies, right? Truth or lies, what's true? Um, breaching our integrity in a week like this can bring on trauma. So it's very important that we stick with ourselves. And breaching your integrity, meaning um, doing something against what you know is right for you, can bring on feelings of isolation or loneliness, right? Feeling very lost and alone, uh, powerlessness, right? Those are our fears, actually. Our fears that if I do this thing that I really want to do, that I'm going to be alone in it, that no one's going to support me in it, that I'm going to be isolated from everyone else. Um, Don't succumb to that, right? And I want to define trauma through Karen Curry Parker. This is not my own words. This is Karen Curry Parker. Because trauma, according to the definition in human design, is any event that causes us to question our lovability or our value. That's what trauma is. Any event that causes us to question our lovability and our value. And that is the trauma that occurs when we move outside of our integrity. Okay. Now, in any week, we have the sun. In this case, we have the sun and moon both at the gate 26, but we also have earth where your feet are planted. And she's sitting at the gate 45, which is on the throat center, and it leads down toward the will center or heart center. And this gate is in the, in traditional human design was called the gate of the king or the queen. In quantum human design, we call it the gate of distribution. But this is the energy that symbolizes bringing people together for a common cause. It is um, suggesting that we have a week where we can, you know, bring along some friends, create some connections to, um, to, you know, establish a point where everybody's living in their authenticity and in their own authority, but we come together synergistically to do something. Is it a project? Is it something we do at work? Is it something within the family? So it's encouraging each one of us this week to step up into our own leadership, uh, our own leadership role uh, with a sense of fairness and with goodness of heart, right? The focus is about bringing people together um, for a shared vision, maybe, or a shared goal, something that we all want to do together. And then we can do this in a way that is in um, uh, a synergy, in, in coming together with like minds that honors the integrity of all involved. And this whole week then is characterized by that strong emphasis on integrity and leadership energy. And each one of us as individuals can be called to be held up to our own principles, to act authentically, to act within our own authority. And the energy also supports collective leadership coming together, drawn together almost magnetically for a common purpose and being responsible in that leadership to also be open to other points of view, but also to not sacrifice your integrity in order to be a part of the crowd, right? There, 
that's also something we don't want to do here. Um, all right. I, I just had another word that kind of came in during this, and I feel like this week is about uniting, right? Bringing people together, whether it's a reuniting because we have Mercury retrograde later in the week, uh, or is it a just uniting people in some way, bringing people together? Woohoo! So it's a good week. Um, I'm not going to say it's without trials and tribulations because that would be kind of Pollyanna of me. Uh, but I think, you know, every one of us has to ask the question, is this right for me? Does this work for me? And you can only do that when you're focused and facing your true north, right? What is right for you? What is the date of the new moon? Good question, Tina. It is on December 12th. Let me see. I've got my little chart here. Uh, the new moon is uh, December 12th at 6.32 p.m. on the East Coast. That makes it 3.32 p.m. for those of us on the West Coast. And in universal time, that actually is on the 12th, still 23.32. So what's that, 11.32 at night? So the new moon occurring all on the 12th, all right? And Mercury retrograde, I also have that time that Mercury turns retrograde, and that it will be at 10.18 p.m. Nope, sorry, Mercury retrograde, there you are, at 11.01 p.m. West Coast time. So the West Coast has Mercury retrograde on the 12th. Everyone else from mountain time over all the way into uh, Europe have it on the 13th. So you'll wake up the morning of the 13th to Mercury retrograde. I'll go to bed with Mercury retrograde. Yay! All right, let's draw a couple cards that can tell us about how to handle the week ahead. Um, I wanted to draw a goddess card. I don't know. I thought that this morning when I was blow drying my hair. Goddesses. Because I was listening to music uh, by Karen Drucker, D-R-U-C-K-E-R, -E Drucker. She has wonderful music about gratitude and love and joy. And when I'm needing a lift, she is what I put on, musically anyway. Okay, so now I'm drawing us a goddess card. And I got Persephone in experience. Interesting. In light of everything that we were talking about. Hold on. Where's my book? Okay. Persephone. Remember, Persephone was um, kidnapped by Pluto and taken to the underworld. And her mother, Ceres, or Demeter, depending on which uh, Greek or Roman myth you're looking at, um, was in such trauma over it that she gave up bringing the earth into greenness in the spring and was so depressed that the gods had to intervene and the gods meaning Jupiter, Zeus had to intervene and talk with Pluto about allowing her to come up to visit her mother half of the year. It's an interesting myth. So this empowerment message as she came out upright, she is the number 42, which is a six, which is all about balance and harmony. And it says, sometimes not knowing is a great gift. Right now, the Greek goddess Persephone invites you into a state of open-hearted learning. Discernment comes with experience. 
experience. And at this moment, it's okay to admit you don't know or fully understand what is in front of you. But be curious and teachable. The goddess Persephone will be with you to ensure you will not fall prey to unconscious commitments and dangerous alliances, just as her own naivety caused her to strike a terrible deal with the god of the underworld. That said, every experience has value. No matter what choice you make right now, the consequences will have a lasting effect as you integrate your lessons and travel the road of destiny. So, Persephone in experience. And I also pulled out the Dreamweavers. I love this deck. And I, I love its art. It's kind of funky and different, colorful. And I just love the messages that we get in the Dreamweavers. And we get the message, if the river flows this way, it's card number four. I don't think we've had this one. I don't think I've had this one either. If the river flows this way, and interesting artwork, right? Fish, hands, eyes. Okay, card number four for the number of limits and boundaries. And it says the essential meaning is the importance of going with the flow, feeling the sense of being one with the currents of life, trusting you will never drown as your destiny wants you to go this way. The flow state is a way of surrendering and trusting the benevolent forces of life. It's surprising that we don't spend more time here as it's amazing. It's an amazing creative place to be, magical and peaceful, yet brimming with potential. Flow is a state that's readily accessible through any activity that captures your effortless focus, such as meditation, dancing, painting, or even taking a shower. Right now, you're being invited and guided to go with the flow to allow the currents of life to move you forward. You don't need to struggle to plan or strategize to resist or push. This is not about effort. The magical river, this magical river knows where it's going and where you fit into its plan. Allowing and surrendering is what's called for now. No matter if the water becomes choppy or feels like it's carrying you away, you will not drown. This is one of the most creative and life-enhancing times for you, and all you must do is allow. I like that. When your inspired ideas come to the surface, follow along. Whatever is calling for your attention, immerse yourself in it and see where it takes you. If the river flows this way, go with the current for only the highest good. Just keep doing what you've been doing, weaving your dreams and desires in a graceful rhythm, and all will be well. Hmm. There you have it. If the river flows this way, go with the flow, seems to be saying. All right. Uh, thank you, Tom, for that reminder. Le I've been seeing 4442, Tina. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Um, I thought it was about building a foundation, firming up the borders, if you will, the boundaries, if you will especially for me in my life right now. Um, so thank you all so much for joining me. It was great to be with you. I will be on air again on Friday. Don't forget, follow this link uh, for being able to sign up for the astrology astro design actually of 2024, because I'm also going to follow through with the human design aspects of everything that's happening in 2024. That's it for me. Take care, everyone. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? 
Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for astrology, human design and Gene Keys wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and your other favorite outlets.